as corny as Kansas in August. I'm as normal as blueberry pie. No more a smart little girl with no heart. I have found me a wonderful guy. All right, here we are with Exalted, The Congenials. Season 2, Episode 1A. Uh, I'm Devin the GM, and today with me on the internet we have... Zach! Zach is the newest member of the Congenials. He is playing a liminal uh, named Hunter of Shades. And this little minor, little micro Episode 2 is going to be the introduction of his character and kind of a bit of his backstory. Excellent way to flesh that out. So yeah, um... Where do we want to begin, Zach? Um, probably with the beginning. That's the best place for it, I'd assume. Fair enough. Uh, what made you pick a liminal? Maybe we'll get a little background on that. You know, um... Liminals are pretty interesting to me in that, uh... They can modify their body parts. They can modify what abilities they have by switching out body parts. And they can almost build an armory of uh abilities for different situations um using that it's almost i guess to my mind similar to how alchemicals work with their charms yeah and with, i've always oh go ahead uh with the way we've kind of specked them out using kind of information we've gleaned over the last what four years now five years almost we've kind of just put together this version of liminals where they're kind of baby alchemicals Mm-hmm. And I, I've always, I, I don't get a chance to play a lot of Exalted, but I, I have a chance to read a lot of Exalted, and I've always had a real fondness for alchemicals. And seeing as how Hero Advancing Algorithm is such a good alchemical, I couldn't really follow that show, so I figured I'd try a liminal out and see how that worked for me. It's really hard to follow Max in that fucking voice he does. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> All right, so... Where do we begin? Yourself, your character, who you are. Um, you don't know your name yet. You don't know anything yet. You're suspended in a void. It's dark. You can't see anything. Um, you feel heavy, like you're being weighed down. And uh, can I hear anything? Yeah, you can hear the sounds of um, people outside. Maybe yelling, maybe chanting, maybe singing. Someone inside is whispering nearby. It's difficult to make out. Everything seems like it's in water. You feel like you're kind of soaked or sluggish. Something's wrong. Um, so you said I'm sluggish and I'm weighed down. Can I move my arms at all? It's hard. Your arms feel like they're uh, like they're made of rocks or they're made of stone. Your head feel your head hurts. Uh, it feels like. It feels like you're waterlogged. But I can move. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Did you say I was laying down, or did you mention anything? You just said I was in a void, correct? Yeah, you're laying down. Okay, then I'm going to get up, I'm going to pick a direction, and I'm going to start moving. All right. You roll off of the table you seem to feel that you're on and slam onto the ground, uh, your limbs being very stiff and uh, uh, just, just it feels like, you know, there's gum, gum in the machinery. Um, your eyes are open now. They were closed before. You, you seem to have a handle on that. Uh, you feel waterlogged because you're not breathing. Uh, when you hit the ground, you start to breathe. 
Okay, so far so good. So I I hit the ground, I suppose. I uh, I yeah, I get up and um I start mm, moving until I hit a wall, I suppose. Uh towards the voices. I I would imagine towards the voices unless I run into something then I got to figure out something else. All right, well you can see now. You you can see you're in a room. It's made of Oh, oh. <laughs> your eyes were closed, that's why you were having problems. You had forgotten how to open them, or you never learned how. Uh, you're in a room. It's stone, marble, uh, very kind of smooth pattern work, black and white uh, mixes everywhere. Uh, there's kind of ceramics and, uh, not crenellations, but like decorative fresnos kind of put all over the uh, the, the work. Or the, the edges of the room. And what are the fresnos of, if you don't if uh, is there, do I have any context for them, or is it just shapes at this point? They look like shapes, but you can tell that they're supposed to resemble an eyeball, but not any eyeball you'd ever think of. It's like flat with like an oval with like a circle in it, and like three little spikes coming off to be eyelashes or a field of view. Okay, um, and I can still hear the chanting, screaming, the voices. Right, correct. Yeah, there's people talking very uh, loudly in rhythm outside in, in what you can only imagine is whatever is outside this room. Maybe the rest of the world, maybe nothing. Maybe uh, there's a guy in this room. He's watching you. Um, I guess I, I turn my head towards him and stare back if I haven't already. Then I do that. Um, and I just kind of make eye contact with this uh, person. Um, does my mouth feel heavy, tongue, that kind of stuff? Does it, uh, I'm breathing now. Has am I able to speak or? You start forcing, uh, water out of your mouth and lungs. It's, it's thick, kind of, uh, kind of rubbery, almost like, uh, almost like, uh, like a jellyfish or, or like, like some sort of like plastic, or not plastic, but that, that kind of weird rubbery stuff you'll find in the ocean that pops into water. Uh, like a sack almost. You kind of cough a few of that up. Jesus. Um, I'm going to start making noises, I suppose. I'm going to start grunting. Um, if I'm capable of speech, I'll certainly try that. Um, but just articulating any way I can. Your, uh, your, vo your vocal cords feel hoarse and raw. Uh, your throat also, it's like you have a really bad cold and you're just kind of hacking that stuff up. The old man, he looks like he's in his mid-50s, late-50s. He, uh, he looks thin. He has a, a long white beard that looks kind of ratty. Uh, there's bald spots in it. Uh, he's wearing a smock and his hands are covered in blood and have burn marks on them. Like uh, he's wearing large, uh, uh, almost like forge gloves. And they look freshly burned and have like caked on coppery blood. And uh, on his face, he's wearing like a, a set of kind of uh, goggles over one eye, and the other eye is just looking at you. And he's just watching me, seeing what, examining me, seeing what I'm doing. Yeah, he's watching okay, well. you, and he's keeping an eye out the window. Okay, I suppose I'm going to uh, continue trying to articulate, and I'm going to move towards him as well as I'm able. Uh, probably still hacking and coughing, I'd imagine, just kind of trying to get the hang of things. 
Alright, after trying to talk for a bit, you hack up the last thing that it is. It's a small animal. It looks kind of like a, a mix between a... Uh, what's it looking for? Like a triop or a uh, large prehistoric insect, you know, with a hard shell. Um, I don't remember what the name is. Uh, you know, like a triop. Those those large pillbug shell looking bastards. But it has like tentacles and uh, feelers on it. And it just kind of jumps out of your lung and kind of just swims out of the bottom of your jaw and throat and hits the floor and starts moving away from you. Mm, I'm going to look down at it. Um, I suppose, is there a way I can, uh, hmm, catch it, maybe, uh, with my hands? Oh yeah, you've been warming your arms up and they feel a lot more fluid and you just kind of reach out and grab it. Alright, and uh, I guess the next thing I'll do is I'll uh, hold it up to the uh, the only other guy in the room, this elderly man, and I'll um, I'll attempt to continue articulating, and I'll go, is this yours? What did you do to me? Um, I made you. Made me what? Made you. Full stop. Mm. Uh, out of character, I'm not sure where to go from here. I don't know what the next line of questioning should be, um, if you don't mind me taking a moment. Yeah, sure. This guy just told you that he made you. Uh, while you're holding that thing, it swims through your arm, like your arm's made of water or mud, and just hits the floor and crawls up the guy's leg and latches on to uh, kind of the side of his smock where a pocket is. Huh. It's a demon. It fixes things. I had it fix the inside of you. I'm not too good at the small parts. What small parts? You know, feelings, nerves, the the little bits of your ear that make you hear. He kind of he kind of like has a, a little hammer and he kind of just hits a bit of metal by the the left of your head kind of sharply. So this is Zach asking. I'm assuming I'm also tone deaf above among everything else. Yeah, tone he's deaf. At? He's just checking your hearing. Okay. And it's how's loud. that working for him? It's loud. He's making sure that your balance is good by kind of just hitting a bit of metal on his glove by your head. Okay. Well, in response to him hitting the uh, uh, the metal against uh, near my head, I'm going to go ahead and uh, clasp my ear, um, the one, and I'm going to kind of flinch just a little. And kind of go, ah. Yeah, he checks the other side, too. Uh, I'm going to repeat. I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. Well, that works. What, um, what do you remember? I remember it being dark and then light. And you in this room. All right, close your eyes. Sit down. I do so. All right. When you sit down and close your eyes, you're back in that void. Like, even with your eyes closed, you can feel you're in the middle of, like, a giant, dark expanse that has kind of a muddy ground to it. And there's this almost ghost-like sound of breathing coming from everywhere. Like, the walls of this endless expanse are like a like a series of curtains that just kind of breathe in and out.
this is I'm articulating to him this is different everything's going to be different for you for the next little while okay so you can see the 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 the, the room right the, the the room inside your eyes yes all right that's going to fade after a while but that room's going to be kind of a place you can go to to think after a while, you're going to start thinking for yourself, but that room's a safe place. Why do I need a safe place? Because they've, place? Almost, because they've almost broken through my door, and they're going to come in to kill you and me. Why? Because I made you to kill the ruler of this place. Why? Because I couldn't do it myself good a reason as any, I suppose. I'm old. I didn't think it'd work. I, uh, had to ask some people some questions to figure it out, and not all the parts and not all the pieces I got were my own. I had to ask some favors from some things. So what happens now? They're going to break in, but you're stronger than I am, and you're probably stronger than they are. You're, uh, you're different from them. You're better. You're, uh, you're a man, like me, but different. You're chosen. You live above them. Chosen by who? It doesn't matter. Chosen by, what, by whatever whims of fate exist. All right. He just kind of goes by the... Uh, you're in kind of a... This workshop looks... It has that smooth kind of marbling to it and those crenellations. It looks like a cross between, in your mind, you can see it, uh, like some sort of doctor's room or a barber's room, like a surgeon's room. But there's also like like forge fire and and the clear signs of a woodworking and metalworking shop. And there's like diagrams of like a human body up on the wall on vellum scrolls and... Bits of metal working everywhere. Okay, um, out of character, um, would I know if I am made, have any kind of metal working in me or not? Can I feel that? Does anything on me feel different? Nothing in you feels in metal. Way? Okay, and then would I be aware of what that would mean if I, I would, I would be able to feel that parts of me were different if they were, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, you look down, and you look like a person. Like, you don't even have... Like, like, you have little white stitch marks kind of everywhere, but all of your parts look in proportion. Oh, okay, so I would have a concept of parts of me feeling different from other parts if that were the case. It's... Mm -hmm. He's, okay. like, noticing that you're looking at yourself, and he's like, close your eyes and look at your hands. I do so. All right, with your eyes closed, and you can't see, but you know when you're in this room, you can kind of just have this idea that you're there... When you bring your hands up to your closed eyes, you see hands that are grossly out of proportion, like the fingers and thumbs and arms and muscles and bones are all different and kind of put together roughly and are being held together by meat. And if you look down at your body, like it's the same kind of thing. So like all the parts or all the constituent parts are really mismatched and kind of disjointed. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and open my eyes again. I'm going to look at him, and I go, um, I should probably take you with me. Oh, through... I'm not going to be able to get out of here. 
There's yeah. only one way out, right? He raises his right hand, and on it, that eye symbol's on it. Okay, I saw that on the wall. What is that? Uh, it's the ruler's mark. Once, uh, once he finds out what's gone on here, as it's not actually against the rules what I've done, but once he finds out, uh, I will have an immensely painful death. But I will have gotten him, so that's all that really matters at this point. You'll figure this out as you go along. And he kind of goes over to the table you're at and kind of just moves some garbage out of the way and picks up, like, just a wooden hammer with a concrete uh, head to it. It's like, you'll want this. Um, for what comes next? Yeah. The uh, the doors start to open. Like, you can hear, like, locks being uh, opened up. And I'm nude, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's about this... We're going to say I'm about seven feet tall. That seems right for the stats. Sure. Um, there's about a seven-foot-tall naked man um, with a pretty pretty sizable, uh, let's call it a concrete mallet. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick it up one-handed. I think I'm capable of that. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Effortlessly. Yeah. I'm going to um, do do the thing where you take it like a baseball bat. I'm going to grab the pat it into the other hand in front of me, and I'm going to say it looks like I should probably be getting to work soon then, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Now... When you leave here, you want to follow... The sun's going to go over the horizon. So it's going to start at one place, end at another place. So where it starts from, you're going to want to go in that direction. Does that direction have a name? Uh, east. Alright, that's what we'll do. I don't expect you to kill the ruler of this place now. You're going you're gonna to have to come back for that, but... You're going to do it. I mean, I don't have any other pressing business. Yeah, I made you. You owe me. Good a reason as any. The uh, the door opens up, and uh, a man and a woman come in wearing lamellar armor and have um, short swords at their side, like short curved blades. And uh, one of them in their hand has a truncheon, and the other one has a spear, and they're just kind of coming on in like what have you done now the the perfect demands your presence who me and i point to i point towards myself i have the hammer over one shoulder now and i pointed at myself with a thumb and i or i point at myself with my index finger and i go me the uh the old man shoots one of them in the stomach with a crossbow like hmm. it, it gets caught in the armor and doesn't kill them but they just come in swinging now he, okay. he, he short-circuits the conversation, being a Fair bitter enough. bastard. Um, out of character, um, let's see here. Alacrity. Uh, I can't be surprised. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is where I'm going to need the help. Um, I can use miracles to imitate gifts, correct? Yep. And I do that by spending one effort, correct? For the scene or the day. For the day. Okay. So I'm going to commit one effort to use the miracle, use a miracle copying flickering advance. All right. And I'm going to use it for, unless you have a better suggestion, I'm going to use it to, um, I'm going to use it. It says I can use, go to any location I can see unaided um, out to the horizon. I'm going to use it to pop behind them. 
Um, and then I am going to go ahead and uh, try my darndest to take off um, either person's head with the hammer. Go for it. So, um, and- for the combat system, you roll 1d20, add your strength or dex, your choice, and your base attack mm-hmm. bonus, and their AC, which is 9. Okay. Uh, and you're looking to get 20. Okay. And, um... Uh, for commands for die rolls. Oh, uh, slash, roll, and then like one d twenty. Okay, one moment. I gotta change how my screens are set up. Sure. I apologize for the delay. Yeah, sure. Here, I'll pause here. Okay. All right. So with a high twenties, you bring your hammer down on one of them. Uh, now you get to roll damage, and it goes through that chart. So that hammer does one d six. It's a tool. It's not really built for murder. Okay. So. So that plus your decks, and then whatever number you get, you put through the chart that we have in Godbound. Okay. And what page is that chart on? It's on your character sheet. Oh, okay. Oh, I see it right down there. Okay. Clever, eh? Yep. I mean, I'm impressed. And you said it is the d20 plus the decks. Oh, 1d6 plus decks. Okay, 1d6 plus that. Okay. And that is six. So through the chart, that's two damage. You mm-hmm. effortlessly kill this one-hit-die common soldier. Okay, and uh, if you don't mind, I will describe it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, I was aiming for the head, and uh, with one hit-die, I'm going to go ahead and assume I probably take the head off right off in impressive fashion. Um, so what actually happens is I move faster than they can see while the... Uh, crossbow bolt is in the armor while they're dealing with that while they're looking down and seeing the crossbow bolt hit immediately right after i disappear right from in front of them i appear behind them and the one who was not hit with the crossbow bolt is um struck in the head and that head comes cleaning off and lands against the wall in uh all right there's arterial spray everywhere it's pretty now you get your fray die Mm. so you roll 1d8 damage and put it through the chart okie doke And 1d8 gives me a 6. And that's the other one. You just effortlessly mm-hmm. take the other one out too in that same swing, probably. Yeah, it, yeah, probably I just follow through. And it, it's very impressive. Perfect. Okay, so uh, you dispatch those guards and you've kind of opened up into... Um, you're, you're in a city. You're outside. It's um, It's kind of evening, like almost coming into the or afternoon coming into evening um the 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 city's built on stone that has sand going through it um the buildings are squat kind of uh rounded houses that have about two or three stories to them um there are a lot of buildings in this city like as far as your i can see are these little two and three story towers all the buildings themselves are are very drab gray or white uh from the stone working and some of them, like, there's no color to them at all. Uh, but the tops of these towers, and some of them that are a little bit larger, have that eye symbol on them. And there's these large metal boxes on the corners of every street that have a, a funnel to them. And you can hear this chanting coming over the funnels. And they're, they're like, on the corner of every intersection. Okay, and uh, my apologies if I didn't hear you say it correctly. Um, 
Where's the sun in all this? Can I see it? Uh, it is setting over there. Like it's it's probably about four or five p.m. during the the summer, so it's going to be night soon. But in a few, but like it's going to be a few hours. Okay. So if it's setting, if it's going down, and he told me to go in the direction it comes up, I head in the opposite direction. I start heading east. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's following behind you. Thought you said you couldn't come with me. Oh, I'll be dead tonight. Well, we've got till done. Exactly. Better start going. Exactly. And yeah, you, the chanting coming from these boxes as you're moving through the city quite fast. Uh, people freak out when they see those two guards die in front of that house. It looks like the house was kind of on one of the rougher parts of town where people don't really go anymore, but there were still people milling about. Um what looks like fireworks go off into the night, like large, brightly colored explosions uh, kind of over the area you guys were in. And you, you hear the sounds of footfalls and horns being blown. And he kind of he guides you through the city. But these boxes, these metal boxes, had um, had a singing choir going over it, like, uh, like a children's choir. And now there's a, a man's voice going over it. And can I understand what he's saying? Yeah, he's speaking the same language you're speaking. So I keep moving, but I'm also listening, which shouldn't be a hard feat because those boxes are everywhere, correct? Yeah, they're throughout the city. So so what's he saying? Citizens of Paragon, there is a, tra a tragedy has befallen the city. There are terrorists within the grounds. They have killed some of the local they have killed some of the local city guards. They're hurting civilians. Stay in your homes. Stay out of the way. Do not leave your homes. A curfew is in place. Allow the city militia and the military to take care of this. We'll keep you safe. This is a city of hope and light. This is this is Paragon, and I am your perfect. Stay in your homes and stay safe. Anyone caught leaving curfew, unfortunately, will have to face an extended demerit for the night. I turn my head and I say, he probably means us, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, we should probably keep moving then. And we do so. He, uh, he brings you to an old building uh, once you circumvent that kind of area of town. Uh, it's a little sunken into the ground. It looks like... Uh, uh, it looks like there's a, there's a sewer system or there's a there's a canal system underneath the city to take water to and from it. Um, and he takes into this building that's sunk down, and in it there are weapons. Like there's gear in here. They're like wrapped hmm. up in cloaks and like kept in uh, crates and barrels in the water and sunk with rocks. It looks like you'd been planning this for a while. I don't know if it'd work, but. If not you, we could, I could have at least outfitted a small group of militiamen. But it worked. So, um, I'm gonna at, look at him and I'm gonna say, I suppose you want me to pull these up, don't you? Yep, get to it. Yes, sir. And I start doing it. Alright, in one of the barrels is a, uh, it's armor, but it looks like a, um, like a breastplate, but it's made out of rock, like green shined rock all right um touching it puts, I... uh, puts like electricity through your hand oh i pull my hand away after kind of gasping 
And I kind of shake it a little bit, and I look at him, and I go, it's supposed to do that? It's magic, just like you are. Okay. So what do I do with it? You put it on, and you, uh, you let the... Well, what do you feel when you touch it? Uh, it stings a little, but not in a bad way. It's hard to... I'm working from limited context here. Put a... Put it on and let the stinginess go through you. All right. It's pretty I do heavy so. too. It, it weighs like rocks. Okay, so I do it anyway. Uh, he, he hasn't lied to me yet, so I go ahead and I—I'm uh, not sure how you put on some breastplate, but yeah, he uh, helps I do you. so. He starts to help you, and as you're doing it, you almost start to do it automatically. Uh, I think I could take it from here. Um, I tell him as I start realizing that um, it's getting easier and I'm figuring it out. Yeah, you will. And he kind of pats one of your uh, your right bicep and there's like a uh, there's a brand in it of a bull. Like a bull's head with horns and one of the horns is cracked. All right. Uh, that's information for later, I suppose. I guess I should probably look into that out of character. Um... Uh, I continue grabbing gear. I continue... Um... Once you put the armor on and kind of just feel with it for a little bit, it becomes lighter. Like, you feel lighter bef- as... You feel feel lighter now with the armor on than before you put the armor on. I feel light. Like, really light. I yeah. feel fast. It feels good. You'll, uh, th- there's symbols on the armor and there's, there's markings. If you ever look into it, you'll probably find the family that used to own it. Maybe, uh, maybe one of their descendants will help you try to unlock its potential. It, it's, it's magic. It's an heirloom. Did, did he say that to me or was yeah, that? Yeah, he said that. Okay. that. That was him just explaining. Okay. So what's next? I start pulling more gear. Uh, there are weapons and they've been preserved in like, uh, like grease. So they won't rot or rust or uh, get old. And there's like uh, there's mortal weapons, you know, spears, chopping swords. There's a few katanas in there, uh, bows, uh, things that have been lacquered and stuff. Uh, an amount of arrows. He's like, just pick what comes naturally. All right. Um, I'm also noticing everyone I'm seeing is wearing those. I pointed his pants. Um, we should probably do something about that. And I go to start looking for, uh, for weapons. Uh, I'm probably going to come back with uh, probably a brace of knives. Um, probably if he has one, a good hefty work knife. Almost like uh, how cowboys have bowie knives. Like yeah. a good weighted knife uh, for chopping. Um, probably a sword and probably a much, much larger sword. Like a great sword. Yeah, he uh, yeah he, he kind of helps you find what you're looking for and tells you which barrels to bring up as you're doing that. Uh, and one of the barrels, there's actually a, uh, a flame wand, which you kind of just recognize when you pick it up and you instantly know how it works. This is kind of happening with every weapon. After you get a little bit of time with it, you instantly understand their function. Mm. I'm going to hold on to this, fl- this uh, flame wand. I look at him. Yeah, also, I think I'm going to keep the hammer. Go for it. So what's next? I look at him after I outfit myself with the aforementioned weapons. He uh, he brings you through through tunnels under the building until you guys keep walking. He sees kind of quiet, and eventually he leads you out of the city. 
All right. Um, so we're picking that same direction east again. And uh, I'm going to look at him and I go, you coming with me? Or yep. is this as far as you go? No, you'll know when it's as far as I go. Well, until then, let's keep going. If you need help, let me know. All right, so you're different. You're not, uh, you're not like them. You're not like me. You're chosen. There's a word for it. It's called exalted. You've been, you've been picked up from the mortal stock and made better. You've been given the power of the gods. Is that why I was able to move so fast? Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff's going to start coming to you as you, uh, you move along. Uh, you'll figure it out. It just, it'll just come to you like breathing did. That did come pretty naturally. Uh, and we're still walking yeah. as we yeah, uh, have this conversation. Okay. So is there anything else I need to know? We've got exalted. We've got breathing. We've got I can go fast. We've got this thing with weapons. I don't know. It depends on what you take after. Um, you know, the soldier stuff, the, the, the acrobat. There's other things in you that might pick up. Uh, I don't... I only know limited about bits of information. I, I used to work for a thing called the Guild. And they employ people like you. People like you just show up every once in a while. And do what? Whatever they want. You know, some of them work for money, some of them have a cause. Uh, you know, you're, the, the world is kind of yours now that you exist. Well, I mean, I do owe you. So, how do we get to paying off that debt, I guess, is my next question. You're going to have to figure that out on your own. Uh, after tonight, you're on your own now. The Paragon has to die. He's... Or, the Perfect has to die. He's... Awful. He, he's a tyrant. And I'll have my revenge on him. Well, if those boxes are any indication, he's got not great taste in music, either. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not from here. There's, there's another place. Like when you close your eyes and you see that place, that place exists. You could, you could, you could go there in person. It's, it's where people go when they die and they don't, they don't die right. So did those guys I killed go there or there's just no way of telling? Maybe. It's hard to say. They, they could have passed on. They, they could have stuck around. They probably passed on. Most people just don't go there, but certain people do go there. It's called... Are you sure? Uh... Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I was going to say, you sure brought me into a place where there's a lot of questions without many answers. Uh, it's the nature of things. You'll get your answers soon enough. It's not going to be hard for you. You'll find people, and people will have a use of you. It won't be difficult at all for you to pick up what you don't know. But the South isn't safe. You're in the South now. It's not a good place to be. Uh, the more north you head towards uh, towards the east from here, like he he gives you like a compass rose in the sand and tries to show you what he means, kind of direction wise. I don't really have the context for that to really understand, do I? Yeah, he he trying to give, he gives you the basics. All right, so diagonal to where you were telling me to go before. Okay, got that part. Um, just keep walking till I find something. Yeah, just get out of here. This this place is uh, the, the place around Paragon is. Uh, it's held by it. Uh, nothing useful will be here for you. Okay, so 
is my first step this guild thing? You said there's other people like me and they go there. Is is that my next step? That could be. Yeah, the the guild would definitely make use of you. Um, you know, look look for look for animals hauling giant boxes with wheels. Then that's they'll, what we'll do. There'll be paths in the dirt and the sand and the earth, paths that have been smoothed over like in the city, but they'll be out in the wilderness. You can see them at night. The wagons have lights on them. So I still have flickering advance, right? Yeah. It's still activated? Yep. Okay. Um, so I have an idea. I, I say to him, um, I need you to hop on here. I point towards my back and hang on. I want to try something. All right. He tries. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna move real fast uh, towards in the direction that we're supposed to be heading, and I'm just gonna keep doing it. I wanna I wanna see it what happens basically. Right. You can push it for a while. And how's he doing this whole time? He's doing fine. He's holding on. Okay, and I, I and I guess d d would my character have a concept of names? How would I go about that? Ah, uh, he doesn't even think to bring it up. Okay, okay, so we'll <laughs> talk about it later. He doesn't um, even think. That's fine. I was brought into the world for a very specific purpose, and it was not to have a name, so let's keep moving. He eventually um, taps you to uh, to let him down. Okay, I stop. I let him down. He's pointing to the sun going down, and he's like, all right, that's it for me. Just go on, figure it out. You don't want me to stay here? Until no. you sure you'll get a your kind are different from everyone else. All right, you're not gonna grow old like I did, so you're gonna get enough of seeing people that you're connected with dying. So just just head on out. What you're gonna if miss you here is gonna catch up with you eventually. If you say so. Seems better to see it happen coming at you than to have it chase you from behind, but you're the boss. He kind of just nods, and, uh... Yeah, he kind of just nods, just kind of sits, that stands there in the sand, and just kind of waves you to get, to get out of here. I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to go, I mean, last chance, would it be easier if I, uh, did it for you? He just like I did head. those guys? He just shakes his head. All right. Uh, I'll I'll make sure what needs to happen happens. You just advance away. I do. All right. You leave your creator behind in the desert. Um, and I just keep heading as close to east as I can, and I'm gonna keep flickering away. I can't really. It feels bad, man. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to pause here. Alright, and yeah, I think that's pretty good for just a brief introduction to your character and just kind of the, the, the smallest bits. Uh, listeners, you don't know, but we've been talking a lot in the background about mechanics and stuff. But yeah, this was a little brief vignette into the liminal... Uh, what was his name again, Zach? Hunter of Shades. The briefest vignette into his backstory and his origins, and maybe a lead up to something more in the future. Uh, so, 
I was Devin, the GM. Zach. And this is Zach. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart.